podcast. Josh Heiser here with James Prophet. Uh. And we're joined <laughs> by. <laughs> hey, it's me, Bill. Hey, what's, hey Bill. what's the name of this playlist on YouTube? I want to pull this thing up so I can look at it. I really think we should rename it the Ides of March Meditations on Death. Because without talking about it, we all pick a bunch of songs about death. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking that too. Jesus. We're such happy fellows. Yeah, it's called Round Two. And surprise, also, surprise, it starts with a Bright Eyes song. <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> uh, besides uh, Bill, we also have... Hi, I'm Bill. Oh. Oh. Which one's the real Nick. one? Ooh. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Bill, Nick, and Joe. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're here for part two. Yeah. Shots, part and Our deep cuts, March Madness, 64 song tournament. Baby. Alright. I gotta say, our yeah. introductions have gone downhill over the last Yeah, few somehow, somehow we, we, gotta, we gotta jazz these things up here. We're not bringing the heat. <laughs> you, you I know. James isn't even doing his rehearsed introduction anymore. I mean, come on. What's the world coming to? I was just blanking, man. I couldn't. Couldn't think of a thing. <laughs> well, Nothing. I mean, shooting blanks kind of starts to happen at this age, James. So oh. it's, it's okay. All right. So we kind of already introed the tournament last week. Do we just want to jump into it? Yeah. March. Yeah, let's do it. So we're gonna assume we're not picking up any new listeners with this one. Um, if you are I a just... new listener, go back and check out last week's episode, part one. Welcome to go fuck yourself. I was actually checking out our um, play counts the other day, and lately our music episodes have been the most listened to episodes. And on top of that, uh, we're about to hit 3,000. We may have already done it, actually. Listen, Damn, Damn, that's awesome. If you're one of the people who listen to us for one of those 3,000 times, thank you so much. We heart you. (laughs) <laughs> also, we've only got 2,000 listens, so that's pretty... 2,000 episodes, so that's pretty good. <laughs> good joke. Well executed. Zing. That's amazing. <laughs> oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. We would, we would like to thank everybody's surviving mothers for listening to our podcast that many times. <laughs> Thank you, Grandma, for listening that one time and forgetting how to turn it off and playing it on the loop. <laughs> That's amazing. All right. First up, we have Bright Eyes with Easy Lucky Free, which was me. What? Don't you There's nothing as lucky. Kenzie's The Tempest. I'm going to guess Bill. That's what I was That's thinking. That's it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> 
vaguely Irish music, it's probably Bill. I just got paler as I listened to it. <laughs> it's not possible, Bill. You'd become invisible. I, I did. <laughs> I transcended. <laughs> so that's why my wife and kids don't pay attention to me now. <laughs> my ability to hold a grudge increased tenfold. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I suddenly found potatoes sexually attractive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I feel bad that you even stopped. <laughs> okay. Moving on. All right. Uh, okay, so yeah, so I picked this Bright Eye song. Um, Is it lucky free? <laughs> Joseph is referencing a time that we saw bright eyes in this drunk girl behind us yelled out easy lucky free meaning please play this song like 500 times and he never played it and it was really nice terrible. um it wasn't even a realistic request just because it's such an old song that he doesn't really play but uh yeah i love it i feel like maybe was she probably... was just describing herself and not requesting a song mm-hmm. maybe I mean, that's that's what I do. It it was probably the <laughs> second second or third song I heard of him. Definitely back in his like really like you know younger. Everything is terrible. Life is so hard. Blah blah blah. Days. Um, I'm curious to think. You know what? I know what Joseph thinks of the song, but <clears throat> this was one that was the last minute ad where I just literally just picked a random old bright eye song and threw it in there and um i actually was thinking of a different one in my head but i still love this song too so yeah it's obviously about <laughs> depression and how life will be better when we're all dead and you're uh you shouldn't <laughs> uh weep for people that died because they're lucky because they're dead and they're not here anymore so fun song to start off the night um, <sighs> Bill and bags is dead as leaves. Bill, you want to talk about your song? Yeah. So uh, this again. So last week I mentioned how all these bands are new to me, and they were suggested by through the Spotify algorithm of the Discover Weekly and everything. So this band, when it popped up, this was the first song of theirs that I heard, and I really, really like this band. Uh, they're from Nova Scotia, Canada, I think, and they're freaking great. Really? Uh, yeah, and I love the like Scott Celtic vibe to it of the bagpipes and everything, and I love the buildup of this song and the whole sea shanty and everything, and the more I listen to this song and kind of like thinking about, you know, what do I like about it and the lyrics that stand out to me, it reminds me very much of like conversations that I've had at some point with all of you of just some variation or another of like, things are really hard, but we just have to keep like plowing forward and just whatever the hell happens happens. So the whole line where it says, so row, row, you bastards, you never can tell the ocean, a tempest or the land, a stormy hell. So row a little harder till bloodied on the hand or the sea will best us and we'll never see the land. And just the idea of like, 
it's either going to be a tempest or a stormy hell, but we got to keep rowing or we're going to die. That's it. Like, and the other part that I love is where it says we're racked from the hardships, exhausted by the years. We can still escape this barren misery, but even there are shackled wrists, we can fight our way through this. I love that line. Like the line, even though if our shackled wrists, we can fight our way through this is super great because I, uh, I don't know, that rings true with me. Just like you're dealing with the bullshit that you grew up with and like dealing with now, but it doesn't mean that you can't fight your way through it. It doesn't mean that you have to stay shackled to it. Yeah, the shackle still may be there, but you can still fucking punch it in the face as hard as you can every chance you get. So uh, I really like that about this song because of that. And it's kind of a good song to punch things in the face, too, if you need to. So there we go. Nice. And I want to say real quick about that Bright Eyes video. That is a super cool video. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. I, I, mean, I thought I you could go either way on that, so I didn't know. No. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to think about, like, how can I bust out the whole, James, can I say something real quick about this music video? It was fucking bullshit. Yeah. I hated it. <laughs> so, I thought it was cool. Like, I, there were a couple videos in this one that I thought that it could have been a heavy contender for best music video when we were doing that whole deal. But, yeah, I thought this one was cool. I thought it was neat. But I'm voting for mine because my song is better. What? Well, what's <laughs> weird is I was kind of bummed I was up against your song, Bill, because you know, you know, usually I don't always like your stuff. Sometimes <laughs> it's true. Usually I, I, I just I hate freaking you. love I freaking love this song, and I was mad. I was like, man, one time I would actually vote for Bill's song. It's up against my favorite guy ever. So yeah, gonna yeah. have to vote for Connor, but. That, that's that's a win for me. I'll take it. Joe, you're a bright eyes guy. You want to go? Yeah, I thought this other song was from Nick just because of like Dropkick Murphys and Flogging Molly and stuff. Um, Thank you. You're welcome. And I loved it, but. But now you know it's for me. You have to hate it. Yeah, now I got to <laughs> vote against it. Sorry. <laughs> No, I mean, I love Easy Lucky Free. It's some of my favorite imagery. We'll lay in bags as dead as leaves. It's just so, like, chef's kiss depressed stuff. I'm voting for it. Nice. Nicholas? Yeah, so I will... uh say that I hadn't heard the McKenzie's before. I'll go ahead and say that I'll, I'm voting for McKenzie's just to make James be the tiebreaker. Um, mm-hmm. But like like Joe said, I do have an affinity for bands like Flogging Molly and the Dropkick Murphys and the Pogues and stuff like that. So this this kind of hit me where it needs to hit me, especially like Bill referenced that it's, has a sea shanty influence to it, which ever since the TikTok fad of about a year and a half or so ago of people singing sea shanty aids, I've been a big fan of that. Big fan of that stuff. So, yeah, I'm going with the kids. The beer um, a day, and that's your bleeding lot. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I love that one. 
Um, so Bright Eyes, though, this was, I mean, this was a difficult one for me to choose because every time Josh submits a Bright Eyes song, I like Bright Eyes a little bit more. I know originally when I didn't know Bright Eyes, I would bust on him because it's like, what a dumb name and, you know, all this other, like, old guy Nick stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, it's good, sad bastard music. And yeah, so it could have easily gotten my vote as well, but I am going with The Tempest by The Real Mackenzies. Okay. Breaking the tie. Um, I agree with everybody so far in that I loved both these songs. Um, Bright Eyes won since it came first on the playlist. Um, Josh didn't add this song until Thursday to our playlist. And the guy in the video, no joke, was wearing pretty much dead to rights the exact outfit I had on that day from like the off white long sleeve t shirt with the navy blue normal t shirt over top of it. I um, could totally see you wearing that, James. <laughs> what I was wearing. When I, yeah, when I watched it. Yeah, this is way in the top half of my favorites in this tournament. I loved it. I listened to it more than once. I'll be listening to it a lot more. And Joe, the line you brought up, will lay in bags dead as leaves. That was my favorite line of the song. I thought that was awesome. Yeah. Um, I, I enjoyed it a ton, but I'm not voting for it. Um, oh. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, yeah, The Tempest... Uh, you know, it's a sailor song. It's sung like a sailor song, but they got bagpipes and the electric guitar going. Um, the lyrics reminded me of the uh, end of the book Candide by Voltaire or Voltaire, however you want to say it, if anybody likes that book, too. And uh, Bill, even with shackled wrists, we uh, we can fight our way through this. I loved that line. So, yeah, I, I loved both these songs. I was kind of annoyed that this wasn't I, I wasn't because like I this tournament is great. So I wasn't annoyed. It wasn't the finals, but if it would have been the finals, I would have been completely on board with it. Um, they're both great. So yeah, good choices guys. Nice. Cool. Right on real McKenzie's takes it. Next up, we have the weekend with blinding lights, which was Nick. Correct. You don't even have to do too much You can turn me on with just a touch Baby I look around Since city's cold and empty No one's around to judge me I can see clearly when you're Jack Johnson and Ben Harper gone, which I think was James, right? Yep. Gone with your Leave your footprints and we'll shame them with our words. Gone people are careless and consumed. Gone, gone, go with you. Gone, everything gone. Give it up. Gone be the birds if they don't want to sing. Gone people all awkward. So I will go ahead and say that I am definitely bending the definition of deep cut with this one. A little bit. A little bit. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Um, I only submitted (laughs) it 
because I didn't really, I wasn't familiar with the weekend until the Super Bowl um, halftime show of, I guess, like last year. Was that when he did it? I don't know. Um, I think that sounds right, yeah. And I, I figured that either Josh or Joe or both of you would be well familiar with his music. Um, but I also figured that James and Bill would not because we're the old guys in the group. So there you go. It's true. Um, but it, it's, it's, You're so there's wrong. two other, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the, there's two yeah. other songs of his that I like a lot more than this one, but I've felt guilty of like choosing one of those because like one of them is Starboy, which has over a billion views on YouTube and like, okay, there's no way I can choose that one with a billion because. views. That's insanity. And then the other one is Pray For Me with Kendrick Lamar. And like, no, that was on the Black Panther soundtrack. So there's, you know, that one's out there pretty big too. So it's like, ah, well, I'll go with this one. I, I'm sure it's, I mean, it has 551 million views. So, you know, whatever. Anyway, it's new to me. It's new to me. So reason I like this song and his style is that he he like it's kind of like eighties referential with like the synthesizers and it's almost kind of like Michael Jackson style vocals. Um in fact he another song I kind of almost thought about doing was he has a really good cover of Dirty Diana by Michael Jackson. But no. I strategically did not pick that because I knew that Joe would vote against it because of the don't cover Michael Jackson rule. <laughs> so, yeah. It's true. Yep, it's true. Um, but yeah, so... I don't know. I, I don't have a whole lot to say about this song. The, the, the video kind of messes with the song a little bit for, like, presentation purposes. So if you just listen to the song by itself on like Spotify or Pandora or whatever, it sounds a little bit different in different parts. But I don't know. It's it's really catchy and poppy and it's like ear candy. So that's why I like it. And yes, I know it's not a deep cut. Sue me. Well. So I will say, Nick, that in November of last year, November 2021, your deep cut choice was named the number one Billboard song of all time. Not of the week, of all time. What? <laughs> it was. This was? One, yeah, yeah. Blinding Lights by the Weekend uh, was number one for four weeks. It spent 43 weeks in the top five, 57 weeks in the top ten and 86 weeks total in the top 100 chart. Mm. Okay, it's weird because the song sucks ass. <laughs> <laughs> it edged out that other classic deep cut, The Twist by Chubby Checker, to claim the number <laughs> oh one. <laughs> so, <laughs> so what you're saying is I should have gone with a, one of the other You should have uh, went with the billion it. viewer. It would have been more obs- obscure, apparently, <laughs> according to Billboard. <laughs> Well, I'll send you okay. all the links to Starboy and Pray For Me. They're far superior songs. Yeah, I want to check this out because I... I love this song. Yeah, I think it's a great song. I, I loved it. Yeah, I wasn't familiar with him because I'm an old man who doesn't have anything new in his life. So there I liked go. it. I thought it was cool. Dude, also, um, it's probably best known um, 
by America as being the theme song for WrestleMania 36, a.k.a. COVID WrestleMania. So, <laughs> you know, I, I have a huge, huge love for this song. I love that WrestleMania more and more as time passes. So, nice. um, but, but my song was Gone mm-hmm. by Jack Mountain and Ben Harper. Yeah, there's a lot of junk about just like living a simple life, not getting caught up in your possessions, the random crap that we can occupy it with. I love, I love Gone. I really do. But I'm voting for Blinding Lights because it's fun. It's not a deep cut though, so part of me wants to vote for Gone anyway. And I'm going to, yeah, yeah. vote for Europe. Always vote for Europe. I'm gonna vote for Gone. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'll go. You were wrong, Nick. I am. I was not familiar with the song. I, I, I don't know that I could have picked a weekend song, if I, you know, gave me like twenty of them. I don't know that I would have picked it out. So, I'm, I'm kind of leaning towards the old person camp these days. But um, <laughs> we have a wobble, one of us. I just, uh, I don't one know. It's weird. Like, I love, I love like the idea of what you're like the '80s referential, but. I just couldn't really get into this song. I didn't hate it, but it was just kind of like, eh, it was fine. Um, which is weird that it's like one of the, you know, biggest That's songs true. ever, apparently. <laughs> but <laughs> um, you, let's talk about Jack Johnson now. <laughs> well, what's funny, James? What's funny, James? Is you know I love Jack Johnson. Mm-hmm. Yes. Awesome. And I actually love Ben Harper. As well, but somehow you managed to pick their worst song. Uh, uh thanks, James. <laughs> Go to the next opinion. <laughs> What'd you say, James? Said, thanks for chiming in. Let's go to the next opinion. <laughs> right. But but of the two, I, I gotta go with my old friend Jack Johnson on this one, so that gets my vote. I will say real quick that I do love Ben Harper and am growing as a fan of Jack Johnson, so I'm not a big fan of this matchup. Google. Hey, Jeff. What you doing, man? Who's that? Joe. Go with the Joe. Oh. Joe Mama. Not you, Francis. Mm. <laughs> Joseph? Hello? Okay, Bill. Oh, he just dropped. Oh, why just we just lost Joe. <laughs> Hello. Oh, there. Hello, Andy's back. I heard everything, and I was trying to talk. It's so freaking annoying. Um, yeah, I mean, I totally appreciate where Nick's coming from, and I just for whatever reason I want to punch the weekend in the face, which somebody (laughs) did right before the video started. So thank God for that. Um. Yeah, and Ben Harper and Jack Johnson. I remember Josh and I used to watch them together on, I believe it was Last Call. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Oh, gosh, and, really? I didn't know about that. <laughs> and they're super cool and, like, weirdly, in my opinion, kind of unique together. Um, And I just love them. So that's what I'm going with. Nice. Cool. So my tiebreaker? No. I've already lost. Oh, you did? Okay. But you would have voted for the weekend, right? I See, I would have because, yeah, I, I thought it was a great 
song. I yeah. freaking loved it, like the 80s vibe of it. And the video is super cool. And the beginning of it where he's either like in excruciating pain or he's extremely happy. You can't tell the difference. But either way, he's like has blood spitting out of his face and nose and everything. It's super cool because he just looks like a freaking maniac at the beginning. And it was super fun and poppy. I loved it. It was super cool. Well, you pretty much had it backwards, Nick. It seemed like. I did. Like most things in my life, I have it backwards. <laughs> like right. your butt plug. It's kind of exactly. like that time that uh, Josh was really confused on the Mount Rushmore. Remember when we did that? <laughs> he had no I'm idea. Totally. Fucking idiot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Wasn't confused. Next up. <laughs> Just Larry, to clarify. Larry and his flask. Ebb and flow. Phil? That was you? mine. Yep. You know that part in Tommy Boy when <laughs> when the garbage bag comes on the luggage ramp and he's like, that's got to be you. <laughs> that's what I always, I always think of that with Bill's songs. <laughs> uh, what, they're just a garbage bag at an airport? <laughs> it's got to be him. Please, they start to slip so soon. But someone's just born into a friend I turn it over the shackles that hold us down or really they stay to the ground shake them off and watch them disappear. <laughs> Jason and the Scorchers take me home country roads. Who was that? which is also me. Yeah, I wondered, but oh, I don't. thought the odds. Yeah. So well, lucky it's, you. It's kind of it's, it's kind of like that uh thing for you thirty rock enthusiasts where Liz Lemon was watching Jack Donaghy uh negotiation tapes so she could oh, negotiate yes. against Jack Donaghy. He's <laughs> like, it's me versus myself. It's a jack off. <laughs> so good. <laughs> All right, uh, so yeah, this one's really tough, so I don't know. I I will just have to like sit back and be tiebreaker, I guess. I don't know, but if that comes you out, you gotta to choose it, one. It is really tough because I I do really love both of these songs. So I so I, I forgot to mention this back with the real Mackenzies, but they fall into the category, and this song falls into that category as well of like talking about depressing things in a kind of cheery way. Uh, and I feel like this song fits that. So it's, you know, I'm looking at some notes here that they have on it mm -hmm. online and it's, you know, it's nothing cryptic really, but it's just the idea of about life and death and accepting the whole process of it and kind of grieving through things. And I just love a lot of lines in this song. Um, mm -hmm. uh, let's see. 
I can't find them now, but they're they're good. Trust me, they're 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 just good lines in this song. <laughs> just give me a few minutes to find. <laughs> but I mean, but they're just I don't know. This is great. I and promise you, like, there's good lines. Yeah, there are, there are. I'm just gonna stretch this out as far as I can. But like the shackles that hold us down aren't really there. Stake to the ground, shake them off, and watch them disappear. That's great. Uh, there's one about like life ending and new life starting and everything, which is fun. I love the banjos in it. I love the freaking horns at the end of it. I'm a sucker for bands that have like a really good horn section in it. Um, You're horny for horns. I'm horny for horns. 100% <laughs> horny for horns. That was your <laughs> AOL username. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I love the chanting, like the group chorus thing at the end. It's so much fun. And then there's this song. Uh, the Take Me Home Country Roads. So the funny thing was when I, I think I mentioned this last time, I debated whether or not to be a jerk and just troll the competition by loading it up with covers of the same song over and over. And this was the song I was thinking about just loading up with different covers of it. Uh, Mainly inspired by this one, which I think is super fun. Uh, I have kind of a bizarre soft spot for that song take me home country roads because it's one of these things that tommy and i were talking about recently where uh he was telling me about some i guess it's on it's on tiktok now where people make videos referring to creating a core memory kind of connecting it with inside out and everything and it's like oh yeah I, i get that idea and um there's nothing more to it other than just being on family vacation, driving to Florida, probably driving either through Tennessee or Georgia. And this song was on the radio and everybody was just in a good mood, which was kind of a rare thing in our family. So that like two minute long segment of memory as a kid, just embedded, like I get really kind of nostalgic for that song, even though I have no real connection to mountains or country roads or whatever but i love it and this is a fun cover of it it fits perfectly with like my rule of a fun cover is that it doesn't sound like the original at all and i think it's great so i'm really torn on that one guys i can't pick just yet no worries maybe we'll figure it out before you have to yeah 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 um james you want to go next what? <laughs> no he doesn't want to go next <laughs> asshole <laughs> i just totally I, ruined I, I, totally <laughs> ruined josh yeah i'll go so um <laughs> so i i forgot with the uh real mckenzie's i did like that song um, but this is the one that I was thinking of when I was talking about that one. So this is the one I actually like, <laughs> added to my playlist and everything. Um, Which one? The, sorry, the Larry and his Flash song. Oh, cool, yeah. Um, I am a huge sucker for banjos. I'm a, uh, what's the pun for that? Horny for horns. I'm twanging for, I don't know. Banging. Tang. Big, big balls <laughs> for banjos. Um and I love like the build. You're primed for, for plucking. So, um, see, I really like that song a lot, and I like uh, the you know the 
Take Me Home Country Roads is a good classic. We did, um, we went to a Christmas karaoke party and these two guys sang that song and like the entire crowd was singing along. It's just like, uh, like you said, it's hard not to love that song and have everybody be in a good mood and stuff. But um, I'm going to go with in Kentucky Flask on that one. So nice. Josh, was this a karaoke where they sang the song? Was that in Kentucky? Of course. Did they buy everybody a round of grits afterwards? <laughs> a round of grits. I can't say that that happened. <laughs> Were you in a crick? I wasn't in a crick. So it's, I, I forgot to mention this, and if I can jump in real quick, because I was thinking about the, the song Take Me Home, Country Road, and all that. And I was trying to think, it's like, okay, aside from that core memory, why, why does that song hit? And like, I think overall, why does that song resonate? And it made me think of this, this part where, strangely enough, I fell into listening to a podcast about Dolly Parton. And this guy was uh, first generation. Uh, his dad, his mom and dad were from Lebanon in the Middle East, and he was grew up in Tennessee, and he's like, I can never understand why everybody was so into this music, even if they weren't from that area, until he went back home, uh, not his home, but his family's home, and saw, like, where his family was, and he's like, I get it, it's just calling to the deeper, like, desire for home, whatever home is for people, even though that may not be your home, and I'm like, okay, that that makes a little more sense for me, so, yeah, I don't know, that's kind of neat. Well, if it's Aaron was telling me about one last year or something that something about Dolly Parton that she was just infatuated with and just would not stop talking about it. So it must be pretty good. It was probably that one. And it was one of those things kind of like, I don't know how I got there or why I I mean, I know why I stayed because it's just really fascinating. And she's a cool person. So I mean, they did one whole episode on Jolene and what that meant for everybody. And it was cool. That's awesome. Yeah. All right, James, you ready to go? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I was totally joking, but, you know. Whatever. No, I only needed, like, I needed, like, three minutes to go put a two-year-old down. So I'm back. Oh, um, my God. So you walked down. in and said, you're short and stupid, and I'm better than you. And then you're done. <laughs> Got it. Have our house mic. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I, these are both pretty cool um ebb and flow i i wasn't enjoying it a ton until about two minutes and 50 seconds into it and then i started to love it and then it kicked in with the horn and then i liked it even more uh so hooray for that um take me home country roads i looked it up that was an album from 1995 so a country song being covered um in like kind of a punk or rock way would have been uh really novel back then um and yeah this song is a big thumbs up for me uh it's just fun and you can tell they're having fun in there and really going for it country roads gets my vote nice what percentage of your vote is based off the fact that it was uh, recorded in 95, James? 98, same as my class. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll go real quick. As I've said before, I am a big sucker for uh, cover songs. Um, strangely enough, like 
Take Me Home Country Road. I, I like the song, the original song, um, and I love the covers of it more, but I'm, I'm not, like, in love with the original song, which kind of, like, knocks the covers down a little bit for me. But as far as covers of that song goes, this is probably my favorite that I've heard. Um, then we have Larry and his flask, which just seeing the name, like, I was like, oh, gosh, what is this going to be? Um, but kind of like James said, at first I was like, eh, you know, whatever. But then it kept growing on me and growing on me and growing on me. And once it got to the acapella, like, chant sing at the end of the song, I was, like, totally bought in. So I am going with Larry and his flask on this one. Nice. Yeah, I liked uh, Larry and his flask a lot. I couldn't find anything about them on Wikipedia because I thought it said Larry and the Flash. Um, <laughs> but so when, but yeah, I really like that song kind of a lot and. I don't know how to explain it. It's just kind of a gut thing, but some covers I can't stand because it's like, why did you make this? It's too much like the original. And I get that it's like a punkish version, but I don't know. I didn't like this cover at all because it just was like, I'd rather listen to the original. Um, And I get that's not really fair because you could say that about any cover, but it's a gut feeling and I I didn't like it, all right? Sue me. It's all right. You like what you like. But so I'm voting for Larry and his big old flask. Cool, I won. <laughs> Good job. It took stacking the deck, but you finally <laughs> achieved something. So, Bill, do you want to vote? Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, am I tiebreaker? I don't think so. It doesn't matter. No. I think I'm going to go. Yeah, I don't know. So, uh, yeah, never mind. Move on. I you have to vote. I have to vote. Oh, shit. For I, the I statistics. Think... Yeah. I think I'm going to go uh, Take Me Home, Country Road, just because it was super exciting to hear a cover of that style and nostalgia factor. All right. Next well up, we have Run the Jewels. With the song Run the Jewels Fast. Run the Run the Jewels Fast. Yup, which was me. Victims, we the wolves is wild, and we all smiling at sights of violence. Acting brave and courageous ain't advantageous for health and safety. So when we say run the Jews, just run them, baby. Please don't delay me. And that goes for a guy, lady. The fam got damn, we fucking crazy. I pulled this pistol, put it on your poodle, love your fucking baby. She clutched the pearl, said, What the world, and I won't give up shit. I put the pistol on that poodle, and I shot that run the Jews. Hey, hey, and the crowd 
chance to get that paper. And the mob says, kill that witch. This city get mad to the max, better way money buys at a high spray kid. Get a tin for half of the raining. Hot water from the roof to the basement. I'ma smoke to the planet, eat races. Build a white flag at a zigzag, waving. All thin, I'm smoking coffee. Sibling on the bean like Boston. My young bitch, she'll find like him. Real, she made that movie coffee. But when my wife in town, a jacket brown to stay up off me. Cause if they don't, somebody get Versus Bo Burnham, that funny feeling, which was Joseph. The live action Lion King, the Pepsi halftime show. 20,000 years of this, seven more to go. Carpool karaoke, Steve Aoki, Logan Paul. A gift shop. Um, yeah, so I'm huge fan of run the jewels i don't really know why i picked this song other than there's a fun little part in there for nick about, <laughs> uh, killing a dog i mean i i, I, I kind of i've kind of got it but that's why a, it was there i mean to be fair it's a poodle so i think everyone can get behind that, yeah so yeah <laughs> that is it's, true the first song on their first album so it's kind of like you know hey this is who we are it's literally just killer mike from atlanta and lp from brooklyn just two rappers and they just go back and forth and i love it um yeah so that's that's them and i'm voting for them and and they sneak some horns in so you're trying to get bill's vote that way (laughs) sure (laughs) joseph Oh boy. So long story short, uh Ashley and I love Bo Burnham a lot and when this album slash special slash movie, whatever you want to call it, came out, it was kind of monumental. I don't know the right word, like it just seemed to be like quite large in our lives and so it means a lot to me for that reason. And the whole album is really a in my opinion, like kind of about like the very specific odd vibe that was going on during early pandemic. He made it in a in the house in L.A. behind the Nightmare on Elm Street house. And oh, cool. um, really, you could never say anything about Bo Burnham that would make me not like it. So I know Josh isn't a fan, but I love him yeah. dearly. It's just this special that I didn't like. I like him fine, but. And I mean, this song is kind of weird because, like, it's super clever and silly. And also, like, you could argue for days about what it's, like, about, quote unquote. I just like the song. I'm not going to get into the <laughs> nitty gritty of what that funny feeling is. I mean, it, but maybe that's a cop out. I just love the song. So, yeah, that's why I picked it. Nice. So just to be clear, then, this, for the Bo Burnham thing, this was, like, a whole, well, for lack of a better term, stand-up special that was filmed, and this was, this video for this song is actually video from from the the special. special. Yeah. Okay. So So it was the whole thing, kind of like him playing, like, different songs and stuff? meta like there's no audience there's nothing nothing it's just him in this guest house and 
he's kind of losing it and getting more and more depressed and um obviously a lot of real emotion and real like authentic stuff went into that but it was also planned or, or however you want to say you know orchestrated filmed so it's kind of an odd thing um but i would highly highly recommend watching the whole thing to anybody who likes good stuff wow i will have to try and find it it's on netflix it's pretty easy to find good type in white privilege on netflix and you'll it'll come up (laughs) maybe we could just be a band that says our fucking name over and over Oh yeah. Run the duels is our name, and it's the name of the song in Run the Duels. <laughs> which is and I mean I, in the video have... they kept pointing at gold necklaces which aren't even jewels. So I, I have to say you sounded exactly the way my dad would sound when he would make fun of the shit we were listening to when we were when we were kids. I take like, that as a compliment. Back then, oh, you should absolutely like. So if you took what you just said and just like replaced that with him like shitting on Metallica or something, that was like straight up like, oh, we're Metallica. <laughs> yeah, uh, that was hilarious. Yeah, I'm kind of sad Tommy wasn't here to hear that because he would have been like. Holy crap, that was Dad making fun of our music. If only we were recording it and he could listen to it. (laughs) (laughs) Tommy can't be bothered to listen to this. Come on. There's only a way to record this. Who's who's typing out the transcript of this? Nick, what'd you think? All right, so I actually agree almost completely with Joe on this. Um I thoroughly enjoyed Bo Burnham. I, I mean, it, again, lyrics, blah, 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 me, whatever. Not paying attention to what he's saying or anything, I was like, okay, this is very listenable. And then I started forcing myself to, like, pay more attention, and then I started getting some of the, like, I don't want to say jokes, but, like, some of the humor in it. Um, Run the Jewels, it's, I mean... It was I, I could see the skill and the talent and you know their abilities, but you lost me at the line about shooting a dog, so just I couldn't go for it. It's cool. So Bo Burnham gets my vote. All right. Well, they won me with the line about shooting a dog, so I'll try. Hell in. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> screw you. <sighs> I will say the guys in the video are pretty much nerds who are way too obsessed with trying to look cool. And they're trying to look tough, and I'm not buying any of it. Bo Burnham? No, run the jewels. Oh. The video for Complicated by Avril Lavigne had the same problem as this one did. (laughs) How dare you? (laughs) Good song, but... See, man, that makes me me love it more, though. That makes me love it more, though. Like, these guys are just flipping nerds and just freaking don't even care, and they're loving it. It it so. was appropriate that they kept posing because I was thinking straight posers while they were <laughs> Damn. But I thought it was a pretty great song. So uh, sometimes music videos make me like songs less uh, until I can forget about them. This song will probably fall into that. And I loved that funny feeling. I loved how it sounded. I thought the lyrics were kind of whimsical without being too sappy or too cheesy. 
I like pop culture references and songs. Um, and yeah, the song had a ton of them. So I I did like Run the Jewels and Josh. I'm thinking I'll probably like it more over the next few months. But right now I'm voting for that funny feeling. And to be clear, this is uh, Joe. I, I like Run the Jewels. Josh showed them to me and I was like, oh, God, what another... <clears throat> I don't know. Josh likes a lot of bands, so it's just kind of hard to, you know, take him seriously when when he starts talking and stuff. And it's just like, ugh. <laughs> but uh, here comes Josh's <laughs> words again. <laughs> but I really ended up kind of liking them a lot. I just didn't love this particular song. So just want to get that for clarifying. out there. You're welcome. <laughs> All right, so what's our vote total? Four to one. I don't think, did Bill? Really? Bill no, Bill I, haven't go, I haven't gone yet. Oh, my yeah. bad. You're going to do Run the Jewels, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. They. I think it's super fun. I think the video is freaking hilarious, and I think it's great. And the line about shooting a poodle, it was freaking great because I freaking hate poodles with everything in my soul. So that was hilarious. So uh, I will say, though, that funny feeling really, I would say, challenged me on my assumptions of songs like that. Because as soon as I saw it, I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake, like, please. And I almost and I almost texted if somebody added that thinking that this was a heel turn tournament, like just to piss me off or, you know, whatever else. And I started listening to it and, and now I have like context of the song. Cause when he sat down, he's like, I'm not really good at singing or playing guitar. I'm like, Oh, for fuck's sake. Like, here we go. Like, (laughs) but listening to the first time I'm like, okay, that was cooler than I thought it was going to be. And then listening to it again today, and I'm like, you know, this song is really good because he's listing straight up everything awful and these really bizarre paradoxes, like following the traffic rules in Grand Theft Auto and reading the terms of service on Pornhub and just listing all these things that by themselves don't seem so bad. But when you start hearing them as a list... You're like, wow, this is all kind. I mean, I, and I'm getting into my interpretation of it. It's like, all of this seems really terrible. Like live action Lion King and the Pepsi halftime show. Like, damn, we are in a really bad spot right now. Like, <laughs> and at the end, and I, I had the lyrics pulled up, and then my, my computer died out on me. But uh, at the end, when he repeats basically like, uh, what does he say? He says something like, don't... We were overdue. We were we'll overdue. Over soon. Yeah, we'll that's my favorite soon. part. Yeah, that was super good to me. And the line, wow. like, we were overdue, this hits so many different nails on the head. Like, we, we were overdue in so many ways, and uh, it was great. And yet... Uh, Run the Jewels was just super fun and they talked about shooting a dog especially a breed that I hate so they win <laughs> but did you get the lyrics in that Bo Burn- like it was kind of like okay. from Alliance <laughs> well, like, did you well, get that their uh, hand symbol was like a rock and also like pointing 
so cool, but really subtle. Uh huh. It's not a rock. Well, and I loved, and again, you know, we're talking about the music video and all that, but the video for them was super cool, like how they did the cartoony looking zombie thing at the end and all that. It was fun. But Bo Burnham, I I I was surprised by how much I I liked it when I was so like anti it at the very beginning, which made me think like, all right, chill out, Grandpa, just. Listen to the song well, I and enjoy should, it. So. For context, for people that don't know him, I should say, like, this was totally out of left field. I mean, he was a comedian, and yeah, he was technically a music comedian, but he was real goofy and just, like, kind of a, a, a big goofball. And so this was like, oh, wow, he's struggled with depression for a long time, and this is his, like, because he has another song on the album, spoiler alert, where he talks about how he was so, like, um, like ridden with anxiety that he stopped performing for like I don't remember like a few years and he was finally ready to go back to performing and like worked on his depression and stuff Wow! and then and it was like January 2020 <laughs> oh, shoot. Yeah. and he was like uh and wah, so then wah. that's why he, he made this in a thing so that's hmm. pretty dope that was cool All right, next up, The Doors, The Crystal Ship. I'm assuming that's you, Joseph. It is. Oh, tell me where your freedom lies The streets are fields that never die Jekyll, uh, a song from Jekyll and Hyde, I guess, um, Someone Like You, which is also Joseph. So yeah. Another two for... Uh-oh. Make it quick. So the doors are possibly probably my favorite band of all time. Their favorite band of all time, at least in terms of do you guys ever hear the term kindred spirit? What does it mean? It's like well, for me it means um I can't explain what it is about Jim Morrison. I get that most people think he's either a hack or like super pretentious and whatever terrible singer what's that terrible singer no it's not help, a terrible singer. helping you out but for what so my point is i can't really pinpoint what it is i just absolutely feel like super connected to him and i love him so much until the day i die which won't be 27 like him because i'm past that but um, this song is not really a deep cut if you're a Doors fan, but if you're not, probably haven't heard it. It's not like my, it's not break on through. Uh, he wrote it on an LSD trip on the beach, so <laughs> it's basically 
just classic Jim Morrison being crazy. And I love it. Um, what was the other song? Oh, so when we were doing this deep thing, I was like, I don't listen to a lot of variety. I listen to Dave and the Doors and, you know, I don't know. Billy Joel. Huh? Billy Joel. Billy Joel. So I was trying to, you know, branch out. And I was like, oh, you know, I love musicals, like, kind of a lot. Like, more than almost anything, that's what I listen to on the regular. This song, of all people, Steph Dobbs, as I'll call her forever, showed me. And I remember in a car, I think we were going to the post office or something in college. And I was like, holy shit, this song is incredible. I think, I don't know if she recommended it because we were listening to Wicked or something that's similar, but I've never seen this this whole musical or the movie or anything. I don't know if there's a movie or what, but this song always kind of stuck with me and I love it. So f- frankly, I don't know if this is like the original version. It didn't really seem like it because the mic was all weird and like, staticky but uh yeah it's good stuff but technically i would vote for the doors okay cool all right um anybody want to go first on this one i'll go ahead and go so this one was um kind of easy for me Sorry, Nick, can you speak up or... How's this? Better. Oh, yeah. Delicious. Okay. So, what I was saying was that um, I'm not one of those people that would say that Jim Morrison is a bad singer or a hack or whatever. I mean, I don't really know that much about The Doors. I I know their music, and it's you know kind of been in the periphery for my whole life. Um. I have, for the most part, been one of those people that can't stand musicals. Um, (laughs) There have been exceptions. I know, I know, I'm sorry. Um, There have been exceptions, obviously, like everyone else on the planet. I love Hamilton. Um, There's, you know, and this is, I'm biased on this, but there have been, like, some of the musicals that, uh, the Scott County High School did that I enjoyed because uh, my wife was the director, uh, or at the time my girlfriend uh, was the director, fiance, whatever. Um, but <coughs> there was also quite a few of them that I was just like, oh gosh, if she wasn't the director, I would hate this. And this song from Jekyll and Hyde was a perfect example of like, oh gosh. I just can't get into this at all. So the crystal ship like was quintessential. The doors, it wasn't like the best song of theirs I've ever heard, but it was very much, okay, this is the doors. And someone like me was very much like, Oh, this is just uh, get it over with. So the doors gets my vote. I'll go next. Cause um, I'm going to, disagree on that one um i saw the the movie the doors when i was like 14 15 years old and it kind of unfairly brainwashed me because it made me think jim morrison was an idiot 
He's probably not, but it's not like, man, he's really self-serious and he thinks he's being deep. But like Joe brought up, he's just getting high and then like writing whatever crap goes through his brain. There was a really fun wrestling character named John Morrison, who was kind of (laughs) of Jim Morrison. Right. And he would like (laughs) he would talk about things like his palace of wisdom, which was his bedroom. And he had this move called Starship Pain, and it was all this like very Jim Morrison-y type stuff. Hi, I'm John Morrison, and one time I spent the night on a houseboat with Joan Rivers. You ever been on a houseboat, Miz? Oh, you should try it. She knew a lot of stuff. I'm John Morrison, and the girls all want me because they all get hungry for peanut butter and Johnny. Hi, I'm John Morrison, and if God had two sons, I would be the better looking one. I'm John Morrison, and I don't like Canada. Why? I don't like maple syrup. It reminds me of Canada. But uh, what this made me think of, and uh, hearing Joe talk about uh, the kindred spirit thing, like, you know, he, Jim Morrison, was kind of a tortured artist. I heard this great. Uh, story yesterday, and I'm not going to do it justice, but I'll try. It was Freddie Prince Jr. If you, do you guys remember Freddie Prince Jr. at all? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So he has a podcast called Wrestling with Freddie, and on the podcast, he talks about the couple years he spent writing for WWE. And um, one of the things he shared was his father was a uh, very successful comedian. Um, he had like the number one show in America for like one year or something like that. And then it got canceled not long after that. But he was saying like his dad was, you know, really into drugs and his dad would cheat on his mom all the time, broke his mom's heart. Uh, he never really saw his dad. And so he had to kind of live with, you know, like, this sort of thing, like, you know, being where he grew up, um, like his dad was sort of like this hero. He met this woman who was this like um, kind of famous model slash actress from that time who his father had been involved with. And she shared this thought where she said, like, if you're an artist, you're going to be tortured on some level and you have to find a coping mechanism for the torture that doesn't kill you. And he said, your dad was always haunted by that. Freddie Prinze Jr.'s dad committed suicide. Uh, He talks about that. He just put a bullet in his head one time. Yeah. And um, so and so for him, his personal choices were like, I'm not going to have any friends that do drugs. If you do drugs, you're we're not friends like you're not going to be in my circle. Um, But it did like, you know, I listened to this uh, playlist again today, like the day after listening to that. And when I got to Jim Morrison, I thought like, man, that was, that was a tortured artist. And he would, again, it was the sixties, different thoughts about drugs, different time, you know, but yeah, he, there was no constructive way he had, I think to go through whatever he was going through, at least that he was aware of, or maybe just really loved getting high, probably a little bit of both. But um, so, yeah, it made me reevaluate my distaste for Jim Morrison and the Doors a bit. Um, and like Joe brought up, uh, Seth Dobbs, that's my wife, Seth. Um, she really likes that Jekyll and Hyde song. The only note I wrote for the Jekyll and Hyde song is very pretty. <laughs> so, uh, but I'm picking it because I, again, I can't, that movie ruined it for me. I'm sorry, Joe. Your favorite band is cool, and I've 
stupid taste, but I don't. I get it. Oliver Stone is very influential. I still think that JFK was killed by uh, whoever he said he was killed by. (laughs) No, that guy, whoever Oliver Stone. Well, you just give him time. He's coming back. Mm. I mean, all right, Bill, what do you think, man? All right, well, now Joe's talked about how much he likes the doors. I can't go full speed on him like I want to because go for it. I just really hate the doors and I really hate Jim Morrison. Like, he is, uh, hold on. Yeah, they are just like, he's, I don't know, super pretentious in every way possible. Like, he's just, I don't know. I just don't like him. I don't like as soon as the song started, it's like right, oh, like shit, I can't handle it. What he can't pull it off, like he tries to act super pretentious, but it's like when Marilyn Manson was on The Talking Dead and he thought he was being really deep. And if you're like sober watching that, you're like, You're an idiot, what are you trying to talk about right now? He wasn't being profound, he was just being stupid, yeah, and yeah, so. But again, I think my view's tainted because of that movie. But Bill, I'm sorry. Go ahead, man. No, I, I just, I just don't, I just don't like him at all. Like, there's just the style of music. It's just that, I don't know, freaking hippie rock. I don't know. Uh, I like the Jekyll and Hyde song. All right. Um, I don't really have any strong emotions for it, so I'm going to go that direction just because I really don't like the Doors. All right. Um, I'll go. So yeah, so I, I really don't have any opinion on the Doors other than I just think they're really boring, and I thought this song was really boring. But the Jekyll and Hyde song I thought was awesome. I had never heard it, and it made me want to watch the musical. So it does. It did remind me of Wicked. So that that tracks. Uh, so I voting for that one. Yeah, I would say I love that Seth showed you that song so many years ago, and you still like held on to it and like it. That makes me really happy. Like one of my yeah. good friends, and my wife, like had this cool thing. My That's wife. Pretty... My, <laughs> my. I was gonna say. I was thinking of that when Josh said it before too. <laughs> well, and and speaking of which, I just have to share this because I love it so much. Uh, in the middle of me talking about how much I hated the Doors, and I'm glad that Jim Morrison choked to death on his own vomit. Uh, <laughs> Andrea texted me if I was still <laughs> doing the podcast and I was like yeah what's up and she's like oh just checking I couldn't hear your voice as much as usual and I got myself paranoid you had died of carbon monoxide poisoning <laughs> <laughs> I love her so good so that being said I'm feeling really tired so I'm thinking I'm just gonna you should have just not replied and just <laughs> how long it would take her to come down there. <laughs> it would have been horrible. So just and to make everybody scared. feel just to make the haters feel guilty he was like 20 when he got famous so if any of us got famous when we were 20 I'm pretty sure we would have been pretentious. I mean hell that's when Josh started listening to Bright Eyes you know. But um, Hey Justin Bieber was like 12 and, when he got famous and I still hate yeah. him. I still well, hate him. Oh man! And he had a horrible childhood. And moving his on, we parents have... were terrible. 
and he freaking had a god complex because he had people telling him he was the greatest thing ever and his voice was amazing regardless of your opinion it's true oh yeah and that's why he's never been on this podcast because he's garbage all right so next (laughs) well that's never stopped us before that is true (laughs) oh that's got to be yours right (laughs) tallest man in the world uh, <laughs> garbage, Ryan Adams. <laughs> so yeah, next up we have Carolina Chocolate Drops, hit 'em up style. Was that you, Nick? That is me. Hey, ladies, when your man wanna get buck wild, just go back and hit 'em up style. Get your hands on his cash and spend it to the last time for all the. When you go, then everything goes from the crib to the ride in the clothes. So you better let him know that if he mess up, you got uh, Versus Ryan Adams' Wonder Wall, which was Joseph. You know the roads we have to walk winding, and all the lights that lead the way are blind. There are many things that I'd like to say to you, but I don't know how. Nick, you're up. Alrighty. So, I'm not really sure how I came across Carolina Chocolate Drops. I've known them for, well, not known them. I've known of them for a few years. It probably was one of those, like, random, like, of course, wasn't, Spotify at the time, but probably like a random Pandora song that came up when I was listening to like the Avit Brothers or something like that. And um, yeah, I just thought they had a really like cool sound. I definitely won't say unique because they are an old time string band, which is an actual, I looked it up, it's an actual type of folk music called old time um, from Durham, North Carolina, and they are made entirely of purposely made entirely of people of color, which you hear like banjos and, you know, bluegrassy style music and your mind immediately goes to a bunch of white people from the Hills. Um, There you go. (laughs) But that's not what this is. So they, they came out with this song in uh, 2010, which actually is a cover song. Um, that was originally performed. I had to look this up because I couldn't remember who sang it by Blue Cantrell in 2001. Which, if you go back and listen to her song, it is truly an abysmal song. It is just god awful, terrible. And so, this is to what Bill uh, mentioned earlier a, a good cover song to me, and that it doesn't sound like the original song. It greatly improves upon that song um it i mean it's a revenge song like for you know not a great revenge song not like going out and trashing their car or like shooting them or something like that but just kind of a, a petty revenge song about like this girl that got cheated on or was done wrong and she goes out and just blows all of her man's money um and doesn't even keep the stuff she just throws it away burns it whatever so it's like okay you know that's cool, but just the the sound of it to me, like the the fiddles and the banjo, 
I'm not sure if it's in this song or not, but they like have they've used jugs before in like their song, like the old like blowing a jug and playing the like washboard, that kind of thing. It's just they're very talented musicians doing this style of music that was popular like several hundred years ago. Um, so, yeah, I just thought it was kind of a very cool, unique sound. And so that is the Carolina Chocolate Drops. I'll keep it super <laughs> straight. Uh, super simple. This song is a cover of a song you might have heard before called uh, Vanderval. And <laughs> while well, I think that song is way too, uh, what's the word? 90s? No, I say it's way too, like, much of a punching bag. Like, people just love to make fun of it. It's become a joke, whatever. I think it's a good song. It's a really good song. Uh, but when I first heard this Ryan Adams cover, I was like, holy shit, this song rules. And that is why I picked it. So the Michael Jackson rule didn't apply here? No. To be cool. fair, Joe doesn't hate cover songs. He just hates covers of Michael Jackson. Yeah, Nick hey. gets it, Josh. What's so fucking hard about it? I, there are there are some people these days who feel like Michael Jackson is a better artist than Oasis. <laughs> just a handful. Interesting. I would like to hear that thesis. <laughs> um, I'll go first on this one. Wonderwall, uh, like Joe mentioned, it's a cover. First made famous by um, Mage Jaeger and uh, his band, The Boiling Drones. Um, good yes. song. Yes, yes. Uh, was it? What was that band name again? Uh, Boiling Drones was the oh, band. Got it. Cool. Oh, good. Good. So. I liked this cover a lot. I thought it was great. It made me want to go back and watch Lost, uh, which probably happens to me about once every other week or so. So this was that moment. I actually got to meet Ryan Adams for a second last week, and I told him that I liked his song. He was very flattered and uh, then told me I would never be able to do it better than him and that he's just trying to help me realize that, you know, my little shtick of trying to play can only fool people for so long because after a while they'll catch on and then they'll lose the little respect that they have for me. But he's just trying to be supportive and he wants me to enjoy this because my skill level, you know, with my skill level, this uh, recognition won't last forever. He's just being honest and just wants me to be happy. And then mentioned that I wasn't interested in ever sleeping with him and he called me shallow and bad about me to some other podcast. And um, yeah, then he wrote me off forever. <laughs> But the song was pretty good. <laughs> it sounds I'm surprised like kind he of a even dick. talked to you because you weren't like <laughs> yeah. a sixteen-year-old girl. Right? Yeah. He uh, he drove me to a gas station, uh, pulled out a pump, put some money in, sprayed it, and then lit it on fire. <laughs> He's like, "This is what I do all the time." <laughs> um, so, and then yeah. he got gas. Right. <laughs> I it, it's a bummer. I used to really like Ryan Adams, like Nick's wife, like Josh and Joe, and um. Yeah, but uh, as much as I liked Wonderwall, I loved Hit 'Em Up style. Um, like Nick brought up, man, what an improvement on the original. I had never heard the original, and so comparing it, this one is tons better. It's so fun, and I can't say much about the song that Nick hasn't already said, but I will say that what it reminded me of was Hey Ya by Obadiah Parker. 
in the sense that it's a completely different version. And you can tell they're not trying to be cute. They're not trying to be silly with it. They respect the source material. And they thought there's a way to present this that people wouldn't think of. And if we treat it with respect and do it right, it can be great, too. So huge props to the band here. And, yeah, I loved Hit 'Em Up style. So I'm voting for it. I want to say real quick before we get too far down the road that I do like absolutely love Ryan Adams' version of Wonderwall. Um, as far and granted, again, you know, separate the art from the artist. Whatever, he's a dick. Moving on. Um, this song is on frequent rotation in my covers playlist. It is a vast improvement, and I don't, I don't hate the original song. I like the original version of Wonderwall. But this is like 20,000 times better. Um, but I'm still going to vote for my own. Really? It's so whiny. Like, it's, I don't know. I, I don't want to yeah. jump in and like cut on all that. But like, this one was weird because I like Wonderwall better than Hit 'em Up Style. And yet I thought the covers were better in the reverse. Like, I did not like his cover of that song at all. Like, I was pumped. I was like, oh, cool, it's going to go somewhere and it's going to be good. And it's like, wow, it really wasn't what I wanted it to be. So I'm going to hit him up style on that one. So what what do you like about the this cover more than the original? Nick, I'm just curious. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I'm, I don't want to put you on the spot. It's just weird. Like, no. it's so different. And like... It almost feels like if if the song was a photograph, this version of it would be super faded and like blurry, you know. Yes, and, and that's actually what I like about it. It's just it's a much moodier version. It's I to, to be honest, I have no fucking clue what this song is about, the original or this one. Like reading the lyrics, even I could not tell you what this song is about. But yeah. like the original version, it's quintessential like late nineties, early two thousands when it came out that era. And you know, that's for what it is, you know, it's good for that time. This just has so much like, I don't know. It's just a moody song. That's like the best I can come up with on it is it just feels dark and like depressed and just foreboding I don't know. It just, it completely changed the, the sound of it completely changed how this song felt to me. Okay. But to what you said, yeah, I, w- I would agree that it's a whiny song, but it like just has that, it, it walks that line of like, yes, it's whiny, but it's just so dark and just comes from a place of like pain and just depression and just like, everything is coming to an end kind of feeling. Okay. That's cool. I get that. feeling. Yeah. Well, and, and I was never into this guy at all or anything. So knowing what I know of him now, because of you guys and hearing this song, I immediately thought of something James said early, early on in one of these podcasts of like the, the dude who would roll up with a acoustic guitar and like get all the wispy haired, girls to fawn all over him because he's, you know, playing a deep emotional song, but he's really just a skeezy dirtbag like Jim Morrison. So, so that's, so, so like Bill, this is here in this part. So it's like, oh, this man, is your coffee, so- coffee shop song. I guess so. Yeah. He's a freaking pervert. <laughs> he's ruining the, the band. Band. Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, he man. ruined your date with Andrea until he realized that she wasn't a 16-year-old. Oh, damn. <laughs> That's right. So what's the vote? I think we're... Uh, I think what? real Mackenzie's one. one. What did you say, Nick? No, uh, I was, chocolate I was drops. At three to one for the Carolina chocolate drops. Uh, Josh, did you vote on this one? Well, no, was, I, didn't, I didn't know if I was going to be a tiebreaker or not. But yeah, I liked the Carolina... Chocolate drops, is that it? Um, quite a bit. And uh, yeah, the the song itself was, um, I'm wondering, I, I couldn't find this online, but I'm wondering if it was a reference to the Tupac song that's also in this tournament called Hit Em Up. Uh, I think it probably was because it's it's like the, you know, one of the biggest, like, diss tracks ever, and it's all about just, like, being super pissed off at somebody, and, you know, we'll get to that in another week, but uh, it sounds like she was, like, hit him up style, I'm gonna, you know, F him up or whatever, so, uh, the original is what I mean, but, um, as far as... Could be, because I think the original was from, like, 2001 or something like that. Uh, Ryan Adams, um, yeah, I never liked Wonderwall, the original, and I definitely don't like it by this piece of shit, Ryan Adams. <laughs> and trust me, this isn't Sour Grapes, but the fact that Dwayne is in the main event at WrestleMania next year, and I'm not, makes me sick. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> don't worry. I don't know if I like it. That was a pipe bomb. Trust me, this isn't sour grapes, but the fact that Dwayne is in the main event of WrestleMania next year and I'm not makes me sick. They're not in Elizabethtown. They're not on the soundtrack to every teen show on the WB, but the fact is they should be. (laughs) Uh, So hit him up. Move past uh, Creepo McGee. Creepo McGee. <laughs> love it. No, I mean, I love. I mean, I love his music. If something from Heartbreaker, I would still vote for it. But I've really never did like that cover. So next up, do you like 1989? I can't even like compute that album. So because <laughs> it's so good. Because it's a vast improvement on. So Ryan Adams made a whole album cover cover album of a Taylor Swift album, which is also one of my favorite Taylor Swift albums. But which yeah. the crazy part is, at the time, she was like super flattered by that. Yeah, but do you think he did that just to try to sleep with her? No, I mean, he about that was my album. guess. I mean, it's I've... very possible. <laughs> Next up, <laughs> we have the heavy short changes. Hero, sorry. Short change hero. Yeah, you know, this This is a Nick song because you can't tell which one is the name of the band and which one's the name of the song. Is it Nick? Am I right? Yes. Yes. That is me.
versus Billy Joel, Goodnight Saigon, which was Joseph, uh, right? It was not me. What? That was Stephanie. Oh. That was oh. our visitor. We came in spastic like tameless horses. We left in plastic as numbered corpses. And we learned fast to travel like sliding in with the the sneaky Billy Joel. All right, Nick, you're up. Alrighty. So the heavy is a band that I also kind of came across through uh, Spotify or Pandora or whatever um, a few years back. They are a indie funk rock band from Bath, England. Um, nice. This is the fifth track off their second studio album called "The House That Dirt Built." Um, this is just one of those songs that as soon as it came on, like this didn't even take multiple listens to me, just the, the intro to the song. Like it just makes me feel like I'm watching the good, the bad and the ugly. It's, it just has that, that feel to it at the beginning. You even hear, I think you even hear like the sound effect of the, the spurs on, on the ground is like a cowboy is walking. Um, And then it kicks into just this, like, you kind of hear the funk groove to it, which, you know, I know might lose James because he hates all things funk. Uh, but I don't know. This this yeah, song is just, it's, it's, it's so, it's just so cool. And, like, I went from hearing this song to, like, listening to some of their other stuff and even, like, um, they had a few like radio singles that ended up in like car commercials and stuff like that. And I think this was in like, like a borderlands, uh, game or something. I don't know, but they're just one of those bands that have to, to me have always kind of been on the outside looking in like they, they kind of get a song here or there that gets a little bit of attention through a commercial which is kind of how that happens with, with indie bands that get a, a radio single or something. And then you don't really hear much else from them. It's kind of like, Oh yeah, yeah, I know that song. That's from, you know, that makes me think of buying a Kia or something, but I don't know th- this song just, it hits different to me. I love that it didn't actually have a video to it. So I can just listen to it and just imagine like a gunslinger walking down a dusty uh, road between a saloon and a whorehouse getting ready to like duel with like the, the sheriff of the town or something like that. And yet it's not like outdated. It's just, it's got such a, a, I don't know. It it has a dark feel to it, but it has a, a, just a new feel. And it's, it's just so many different feelings to me out of this one song. I'll, I'll end it there. That is, that is the heavy. With uh, short change hero. All right, Joe. Um, do you want to start Miss Saigon? Do you want to talk about it since you're a Billy Joel guy too? Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest. I was super duper familiar with this song. I did love it because he's the best. But I don't know that I have much to add, to be honest. Okay. 
All right, I can let me say a few things. Uh, so my wife picked this one. Um, I don't know if it's him or the Indigo Girls that are her absolute favorite, but it's one of those two. For people that didn't know, this song is uh, kind of become an anthem for uh, people that served in the Vietnam War. Uh, after their time was over, Billy Joel released this, and um, I didn't find out until I read this Chuck Klosterman book that that was sort of like this known thing that people that were in Vietnam all really like resonate with this song so hard i knew that my next door neighbor who served in vietnam really loved this song i got to i hung out with him a lot uh, because i hung out with this kid a lot and we did like a mini vacation together one time like a weekend trip or something i got to tag along and yeah the whole way down we were listening to good night saigon and stir it up by bob marley Mm. and um yeah it was a good trip and yeah this is steph's absolute favorite billy joe song so yeah, that's why she picked it. Which one are you voting for, James? Well, good night. I love, I'm like Joe, I love Billy Joel. And just seeing her pick Billy Joel made me reevaluate my picks. Like, man, I wish I would have picked And So It Goes or a good, or uh, Vienna as one of my songs. One of those two for sure. Again, Billy Joel is one of those guys where I have like, you know, maybe 30, 40 songs that I really like by him. This one isn't one of my favorites, and I like Short Change Hero. I like the uh, New Orleans vibe it had. It reminded me of Better Than Ezra, who's one of my favorite bands, also from New Orleans. Um, also, Taylor Swift as the tie-in when they did the Hurricane, uh, Hurricane Katrina concert. She covered a Better Than Ezra song for uh, the New Orleans tribute. Um, this great song called Breathless. So, yeah, I'm voting for Short Change Hero. Liked it. And I only disliked funk when it's done by Rage Against the Machine. Mm. Even though, and that's I'm not even the funk. They're the renegades of funk. <laughs> and if you didn't know, they'll tell you it fifty times in one song. <laughs> it's a cover. How dare you? <laughs> and if you don't serve them in a restaurant, they'll go online and call the restaurant a bunch of fascists if they don't let you jump the line because they're celebrities. <laughs> I was talking about how much I hate authority at work, and I got roasted. A guy said, Joe, the only machine you rage against is the dishwasher. (laughs) Nice. Nice. So I told him to fuck off. Yeah. Fired. (laughs) And then you were like. Some people can't take a joke. Take my wife. No, really, take her. No, really, take my wife. Love it. I just flew in from Chicago. My arms are really tired. (laughs) In Mother Russia, the machine rages against you. (laughs) (laughs) Make you win the night. Oh, man. That's what I've heard. All right. uh, Joe, are you voting for Billy Joel here? It is tough because, I mean, I probably will just because I love him so much. And I did like really like this song, but uh, it's not my style of Billy Joel. And I liked the heavy, which was the nickname all the people in college gave my penis. Um, (laughs) I don't know. I really like Nick's song, honestly, because I like any songs with... Uh, musical like like long spans of not lyrics. I don't know how to explain it. And so at first I was like, "Is this an instrumental song?" 
and it was like oh it just seemed like an abnormally long time before they started singing so i thought that was really cool and i liked the way it sounded um i guess i will go against old billy joel and pick the heavy well i'll i'll go quick um the heavy won me over with the gunslinger sound effect intro i thought it was great and uh I just really liked that song a whole lot. So that's it. I'm going heavy. And I had never heard this Billy Joel song before, which I thought was cool. Uh, But going the heavy. Bill, if you enjoyed the intro to this song, I've tried really hard to find. This CD has an intro track that I'm certain is taken from like a promo for an old horror movie. I nice. just can't find a video of it online or any place to like have an audio clip of it because I've been trying to find it to like share it out forever. But yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if you ever get the chance to listen to just that intro track on this album, it's wonderful. Even better. Josh. I liked the heavy song. It was a little hard for me to separate from just that crazy popular commercial song. What was it? Um, how you like me now? Is that what it was? Nick? How you like me now? Yeah, that was the one. It's like in, like a, like I, certainly in a car commercial. It's not it's not their fault. It's just like I feel like I've heard that song more than any song ever, just from like commercials and you know IKEA or whatever else it would be. But uh, let's be fair, I, commercials ruin music. What'd you say, Joseph? Uh, real quick, I have a question. How you like me now? <laughs> So I liked that the song. Um, n- no offense to Steph, but I've just never been a Billy Joel fan. You can burn and in this, hell. And this one is pretty pretty rough for a non-Billy Joel fan. Like it's just like, holy shit! Why does anybody like him um, <laughs> at all? Like it's just not for me. But oh, it's because you're to- a heartless bastard. Why can't I just not like something? Jesus. No, because he speaks from the heart. Oh, okay. So that means it has to be good music. (laughs) So I'm going with the heavy on this one, which I think that was it, right? Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. Joe, what's your favorite Billy Joel song before we move on? My favorite Billy Joel song is Always a Woman. Yeah. (laughs) Is it really? It is. Oh, I can't tell actually, if you're joking or not. <laughs> actually, I take that back. My favorite song is, um, what's it called? Moving we didn't out. start the fire. It's what it's no. called. We didn't no. start the fire. Moving out. But I also, right up there is Always a Woman. And You're My Home. <laughs> Steph loves that one, too. So good. What about you? Mine are and so it goes in Vienna. Uh definitely. Yes. When we saw him at uh whatever it's called, Great American Ballpark, he had the crowd vote on almost almost every song. <laughs> so he would have he would play a hit, but then he would have Vienna and you know, let's say moving out, and he would be like, What do you want to hear? And he'd and people would clap for one versus the other. I'm like, that's cool and everything, but <laughs> I want to hear the one that didn't get picked. Right. Crazy. 
I guess yeah, his catalog is so deep, yeah. Yeah, it was nuts. It was a really long show. Was it amazing, though? Oh, it was incredible. Fuck on. Okay, thanks for letting us sidebar, guys. That's good. Go for it. <laughs> Final one, Glenn Phillips, the next day, which is James. Good God, look what we've lost. Built on a holocaust. Gave beads and blankets for what was priceless every day. I promise I will change the next day. For Steer Tick, Baltimore Blues, number one. Is that you, Nick? That is me. Nice. All right. Okay, um, Glenn Phillips was the lead singer of Toad the Wet Sprocket. Love Toad, love Glenn. Um, so yeah, the tie-in for any mutual fans is that in the Toad song, Whatever I Fear, uh, the closing line is, all I need is a starting place and nothing ever seemed so hard. This song kind of takes that thought and expands on it. Um, yeah, it's great for New Year's. Uh, I love the line, TikTok, the hour goes, junk food, junk TV shows. I can't remember one thing I took in. Um, great song about kind of, you know, wasting days away and having a hard time finding the motivation to do something different. Um, I loved Baltimore Blues by Deer Tick, though. Um, yeah, another chill song, another meditation on death mixed in with it but i hated the picture with the video so much that i had to get over a really big hump (laughs) (laughs) what'd you hate about it bikinis i'm like okay (laughs) (laughs) to a certain 13 year old this is very appealing but i wasn't that person even when i was 13 so and because guns you know um but yeah 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 i (laughs) I'm voting for my own, but I really like the Deer Tick song. That's all. I don't know if the well, I don't know if there's any meaning behind the photo or not, but the the title of that album is War Elephant. So, whatever. I don't know if <laughs> that makes the picture more palatable or even worse. <laughs> so. Awesome. But um, Deer Tick, they're a band that I was aware of. And I still don't really know that well. I'll, I'll be honest. I I don't I don't know their music well at all. This is the song that just kind of came up, and I I liked the the groove of it and the feel of it. And even though like I come from I come from really digging like loud screaming songs with a lot of like anger and rage in them and stuff like that. And have I've kind of mellowed down over the years to where it's just like I said in the last podcast, it's like it's like the salt in a meal. This song has no salt whatsoever. 
and that doesn't make it a bad meal. It's just a different meal. Like I've I've grown to really love like super chill music. I, I kind of I I categorize this as the kind of song that I could put on on a like warm spring day when I'm laying in my hammock and just like sit back and relax. But it's a song about organized crime and like death and a gangster and all this stuff. Like the the lead singer apparently is obsessed with unsavory characters and that's what he kind of writes his music about in most cases. So it's, it's just a, it's one of those, I don't know if juxtapose, no juxtapose is not right, but position. Yeah. Maybe where like the sound, the feel and the sound of the song doesn't really match the, what the song is about. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's still probably the wrong word, but it'll work. It's it's just, yeah, you, you don't, listen to this song and think oh yeah this is about like like this terrible guy that's gonna stab you in the back and like steal all your money and you know murder you for pay and all this kind of stuff yeah and that's that's not what the song is about until you start listening to the lyrics and even then it's still like wait what what's this about so i don't know i I just really like the vibe that they have and it's just super chill and laid back, but it's very still very gritty and dirty. And yeah, that's that's Deer Tick. I, I, they're a band that I've been meaning to get more into. Um, and they, like I said, they've always just been on the periphery. I think they were a band that Adam introduced me to pretty much at the same time that he introduced me to the, the Deer Hunter, which is D-E-A-R. Um, he introduced me to Deer Tick, which is D E E R D E. Did I say three E's? I don't know. I've drank too much, but uh, yeah. So I I got more focused on the Deer Hunter and Manchester Orchestra at the time, and just didn't really give Deer Tick the chance. So I'm kind of catching up to them now. So so yeah, Deer Tick, Deer Tick gets my vote. I James has chipped away at my facade of disliking Glenn Phillips. So I did really enjoy this Glenn Phillips song. I think I never really disliked Glenn Phillips. I just like to pick on James. Um, Cause Toad the wet sprocket is a funny name, but yeah, this, this Glenn Phillips song was a, a good one. And when I first started listening to this playlist, I'd forgotten that I put Baltimore blues. Number one in there is one of mine. So I heard Glenn Phillips. I was like, Oh yeah, I'll be voting for this one. I'm sure. And then Deer tick kicked in, and after a few seconds, I was like, "Oh, yeah, this is mine." <laughs> so, yeah, Deer tick gets my vote. Also, I think it's obvious from this podcast, kind of making fun of each other is all a valuable part of our friendship together with all of us. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's our love language. We don't want those self esteems getting too high up there. That's yeah. all right. We got to poke this back down <laughs> under the water. <laughs> Bill woke up smiling today, getting a little big for his britches, I think. <laughs> oh, la da Look at that <laughs> son of a bitch. It's like a, uh, I can't remember what country it's from, but I think it's New Zealand. They have this thing called, like, tall poppies, which is the uh, the thought process of, like, when a flower gets too too tall, it's it's cut off. Whoa, so, nice. Yeah. Tall poppies. Yeah, Wasn't one cool. of the jokes with like that we all had with each other in college was like, "Hey, how's it going? Nice shirt. You're such a fool." Yeah, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> yes. shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Do they make that in men's sizes? 
<laughs> yeah. It was just like a nice compliment followed by just like this incredibly mean blank statement with no provocation. I really like your hair. Glad you stopped shaving your bush. Yeah. yeah. You look really great today. You're the worst person <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, I'll jump in. Uh James, I really liked your song. Nick, I liked your song, but I really liked James's just a little bit more. So I'm going with that one. James, I really loved the lines of saying the march of progress is kicking me lifeless. Good God, look what we've lost. Built on Holocaust, gave beads and blankets for what was priceless. I thought that was great. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, just it's a good song. And I feel like it. So like I was saying last time around, you know, the songs pair well with each other without planning for them to pair well with each other. And I feel like this song goes perfect with that funny feeling. Is, is that it? That funny feeling or that strange feeling? What was it? Yeah, the funny yeah. feeling. Yeah. Because uh, they're getting at the same idea, I feel like. But uh, yeah, so I'm going with Glenn. Nice. Josh, what about you, man? Uh, Yeah, so I'm a fan of Deer Tick. They're a band that I listen to regularly, so I love the song already. Um, and I liked the Glenn song, um, but I think I would still pick Deer Tick on this one, so it's my vote. Alright, Joe, you want to bust it up? So, I I like the Deer Tick song. It was cool. Um, but for some reason, I really liked the Glenn Phillips song. And it reminded me of Oval Opus. I don't know if that's even remotely accurate, but for some reason, it just brought back. I haven't thought about them in like 20 years, but or maybe a little less. But uh, yeah, so it felt weirdly nostalgic and I liked it a lot. So that's what I'm voting for. And yay for Oval Opus. That made me really happy. <laughs> Pretty great. Okay. So we've got our second round of the of this part of the tournament. So we have the Real McKenzie's, The Tempest versus Jack Johnson and Ben Harper gone. I will vote for Real McKenzie's. Real McKenzie's. I'll vote for Jack Johnson. I'll do real McKenzie's. But not, yeah, I was going to do Jack Johnson, so. All McKenzie's right. Uh, next up, we have Larry and his flask. Ebb and flow versus Bo Burnham, that funny feeling. Bo Burnham. Ebb and flow. Yeah, I'm going to go ebb and flow. Yep. Josh, did I tell you how much you mean oh, to me? Late. <laughs> James, what were you, what were you gonna vote for? Uh, that you were the tiebreaker. What? Yeah, that funny feeling yeah. one three two. Oh, oh it did? No, <laughs> no, it didn't. <laughs> so Jacqueline Hyde, someone like you, versus Carolina Chocolate Drops, hit 'em up style. Hit him up style. Hit him up style. Someone him like. Did you guys both just say someone like you? Yeah. Bill and I did, and then James did as well. Yeah, everybody said someone like you. No. Stop messing with me. 
Hit him up what style. Is, what's the score? Who's on first? Three to one. Oh my god. All right. I know Nick and Bill both said hit him up style. Joseph, you said someone like you, right? That is correct. Mm-hmm. James Whitney. And then James. I said hit him up style. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I thought you said. Okay. Um, yeah, I didn't know which one to vote for, so that makes it easy. I'll say. Coward. Like... Yeah. Then the heavy short change hero versus Glenn Phillips the next day. Ooh. Short change hero. We'll go Glenn Phillips. Yeah, Glenn Phillips. I'm going to go Glenn. I'll go the heavy. <laughs> All right. So we have the Real McKenzie's The Tempest versus Larry and his flask, Ebb and Flow. Bill McKenzie's. I'm going Larry. Larry. Wow, that surprised me. That's tough. Yeah. I think I'm going to go Larry. Horny for horns. (laughs) That's going to be your next tattoo. It's true. I'm also, but I'm also a pecker for pipes, but I don't know. (laughs) Isn't horny for horns your username on the uh, paleontology forums? (laughs) With the triceratops? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just straddle those things. It is pretty close to the lyric to a Paula Abdul song. So, you know, that's something. I think you might be the only one that got that one, James. I might be. The song's called Vibology. It's a really dumb song. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Another thing that James made up. It was a singer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a song I made up by a band. I made. <laughs> <laughs> Boy Cried Wolf, James. You do it enough, people start believing it. <laughs> the Heavy with Short Change Hero versus... Carolina chocolate drops hit him up style. Wait, hold on. Glenn Phillips won. Are yeah, we there yet? Phillips won. Oh. Hold on. Backspace. Okay. Um, I mean, I'll take it, but... No, yeah. Glenn Phillips the next day versus hit him up style from Carolina chocolate drops. Glenn Sorry. Phillips. Yeah, I'll go hit him up style. Glenn... Uh, I would go Carolina Chocolate Drops. So that means the final is Larry and his flask, Ebb and Flow, versus Carolina Chocolate Drops, hit him up style. Nope. 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 Glenn won again. so tired. (laughs) Again, I'll take it, but you're wrong. I thought for sure I heard it three times there. That's because I said it three times. My apologies. (laughs) I'm not used to Glenn making it this far, so... (laughs) No one is. I I would vote for Larry in this flask on this one. As would I. I. I'm voting for Glenn. Larry. I'm voting for Glenn. Oh. Three, two. And the winner is Glenn Phillips. The next Bill, day. are you sure you don't want to No, read it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Does anybody remember who won last week? I have James. written down. It was, it was a yeah. REM. Let the right one in. Is that what it's called? 
That's me in the corner. <laughs> All right. Well, congratulations, William. Hey, thanks. Bullshit. You know, uh, <laughs> I feel proud. It took a lot of time, you know, copying and pasting that link in. So I, I take a lot of pride <laughs> in that work and, you know, dreams can come true and, and all that. So it's good. Boyhood dream has come true for Bill McFarland. <laughs> all right. Well, we still I, got two more parts. You guys listen to all the songs, right? We're going to record right after this one. Yeah, immediately. Oh, sure. Two, yeah. Right. Madness. Take a quick pee yeah. break. We'll be back in a few minutes. I actually completely forgot that we were doing this in four. And so, like, I got through listening to, to the playlist and I was like, wait, no, at least one of my songs is missing. Wait, that's two of my songs are missing. What's going on here? <laughs> yeah, it took me a second to figure out. It's a conspiracy. I'd forgotten there's you? two more podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of, I'm not you. done with this. Yes, folks. I'll make the week three playlist after this. If anybody wants a last minute change, just uh, text me in the next, like, 20 minutes or whatever. Nope. All right. I might be cool. doing that. Yeah, can, can I change my Run the Jewel song? And we just, <laughs> we just, just, keep, just, keep, just keep pushing it in. <laughs> well, we can talk more about Run the Jewels, but we got to run. What a segue. <laughs> <laughs> Love you guys. Love you guys. Love you. Shabbat shalom. Love you. Already. Yeah, yeah. See you guys. Bye. Have a good night. All right, you hang up. You hang up.